0: what's up whittier
1: welcome to what's up whittier a homegrown podcast
0: a podcast to showcase whittier's businesses personalities and hidden treasures
1: hey guys producer christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements every friday from 8 a.m to 1 p.m we have the uptown whittier farmers market presented by the whittier uptown association Every Friday, again, from 8 a.m. to 1 on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright Avenue. If you are interested in becoming a vendor, email FarmersMarket at WhittierUptown.org. Are you interested in antiquing or checking out some craft art? Well, lucky for you, the Whittier Uptown Association is putting together their annual Art and Antique Street Fair. This is taking place on Saturday, April 6th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Uptown Whittier on Philadelphia Street. So check it out if you are interested in becoming a vendor. Email info at whittieruptown.org. This Friday, February 8th at 5.30 p.m., join Whittier Seroptimus International for their Aloha Cruise Fundraiser. This is their annual fundraiser, and it will be taking place at the Doubletree Hilton Whittier at 7320 Greenleaf Avenue. I think you can still buy tickets. You can head to www.siwhittier.org. So they did talk about it in our last podcast episode, but I just kind of want to remind you what, you know, your contributions to this fundraiser, to this wonderful event, um, it's Best for Women, what they contribute to. So there's their Dream It, Be It campaign. So that campaign delivers specific curriculum to a selected group of high school students to provide tools to help them become confident and prepared for career goals. You know, um, most of the time, if you're a first-generation college student, especially, it's a little difficult. You don't really know how to navigate that process. So to have a helpful hand is, I'm sure, great, and it does help, you know, young women to become more confident when they go to college. The next is Live Your Dream Campaign. Soropneos doesn't only help, um, you know, young women that are in high school, but also women who are living their lives. So this is a luncheon that honors selected women who are heads of their household, you know, single moms and in need of education to improve their job status and rebuild their lives. So, you know, that's also a really great opportunity. Again, they just help women of all ages. It's a really great organization. And also, there's so many more events, but well, those are two of the main, you know, campaigns that they do. And I just really appreciate Sir Optimus. And if you're interested, go to siwoodier.org to contribute today. Quartermania. What is Quartermania, you ask? It's a cross between an auction, a raffle, and bingo. With each bid between one to four quarters only, win prizes for as little as one quarter. I share a really funny story in this episode about well, not funny. I don't know. I just had a really great experience where I won some like nail stickers, it's cool. So how does it work? Each vendor has boutiques set up with items for sale. Each vendor also donates items to the Quartermania Bidding, so there will be over 60 items, which is really exciting. What vendors will be there? Lilac Leaf Handbags, Paparazzi Jewelry, Steeped Tea, Damsel in Defense, Avon, Sensi, Simply Scarves and so much more. Will there be food at the event? Yes, the original Roadhouse restaurant will have their full menu available. It is a no-host menu, so you know, go right on ahead. Can I buy tickets in person? Yes, you can purchase tickets at the door for fifteen dollars. There are ten dollars presale tickets available at Upscale Collectibles, which we'll talk about in the episode seven seven zero two Greenleaf Avenue. Or you can go to their Eventbrite link. I will post that in the bio for more information. So again, that's this Saturday, February 9th from 1230 p.m. to 4 p.m., which is going to be benefiting Bridge of Faith, which is the wonderful organization we're going to talk about today. On Wednesday, February 13th from 5 to 9 p.m., join the Friends of Uptown Whittier for their monthly art stroll the Valentine arts Trail, to be specific, and it'll be held inside Sage at 6511 Greenleaf Avenue, Uptown Whittier. It's a great opportunity to take your hot date, you know, go out on, I keep saying this, and I'm telling you, if Uptown is packed, because I keep saying this, that's cool. If it's not, then you are very lucky that you went out, you know, on the day before Valentine's Day when it's not packed. So, um, February 13th, You can go out, it's a Wednesday, you know, um, Wine Wednesday, La Pescadora, 5 bucks for a glass of wine. You can start there. You can walk up to Sage, you know, and walk around, check out the wonderful art there and, you know, get something for your loved one. They'll be really cute, adorable, enjoying local entertainment that's going on around town and overall, a really great night and, you know, if you're single. Then grab your girlfriend, it's also Valentine's Day, and do the exact same thing, go get some sangria at La Pescadora, and then go walk around, um, you know, and enjoy the art stroll. Homeowners, did you know as of January 2017, you can now add a second unit on your property? You can rent the smaller second unit while you live in your primary home. When you outgrow your primary home, rent out the home and move into the smaller second unit. We have two upcoming workshops on second units for J2 Architects that will take place on Saturday, February 16th, and March 2nd at 9 a.m. So if you wanted to drop on by, call or text 562-522-0056 to RSVP and to receive the address. Looks like that's all I have for you guys this week. If you would like some more information, please visit our website, whatsupwhittier.com. You can also check out our Facebook and our Instagram at what's up whittier We have a Twitter at whatsup562. Follow our hashtag, what's up whittier Also, you can email us at communitycorpboard at what's up if you like us to mention anything in the community corp board. If you'd like to follow Remo the Realtor, visit his Facebook and Instagram and website, all Remo the Realtor. Great. On brand, you know, going for it. So next up, we have Jesse the Architect. You can follow him, Facebook, Instagram, website, J2 Architects. And you can follow me, Producer Christine. I'm at the singing moon on Instagram. I don't know. There are just links below if you're interested. Go for it. If not, let me know. Um, If you need a notary, let me know. I do that too. All right, like I said before, our guest today is Bridge of Faith. So, without further ado, take it away, Jesse and Remo.
2: What's up? What's up, Whittier? Dun, 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 dun Man, I'm so happy that we're done with some rain. You don't you don't miss the rain? I agree. Yeah. I, it, it's hor- well, not horrible, but it, we have a couple projects going on, and the rain just doesn't help anything. I mean, it's good. I, I, love, I love that it rains, but when you're trying to walk around with a bunch of plans in hand and uh, with all this water, it's just it's not yeah. looking good, man. It's so you don't stay home good. all day, Jesse? And uh, I wish. I hang wish. out with the kids? I wish, man. I wish. But today, like, like uh, every other week or every week it seems like so far. We have some special guests. That's right. Who do we have? Go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> it's always so a running joke. Jesse I always st- trying to <laughs> set me up. and I stumped them. I stumped them no, today. I, I got the names. Well, first off, we're at a different location. We're not We're not at the office recording. Uh, mm-hmm. We're actually off-site. Uh, we're off-site recording at Upscale Collectibles here in Whittier. And we're here with Carol Riza. Did I see that right? Yes, you did. And Anna mm-hmm. Romero. Yep. Hi. All right. Welcome, ladies. Thank Thanks, ladies. you. Thank you. So, uh, obviously, we're here at Upscale Collectibles, but we're here to talk about, I think, mm-hmm. of a different organization that you guys are part of. Uh, before we go in there or go into that, um, can you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do?
3: Sure. Um, I'm Anna. Um, I have been volunteering with Bridge of Faith for about 10 years. Um, I started when I was going to Winter College, so I'm a poet, and I just started one summer and really haven't stopped since. Um, I majored in business and economics, and so now I work at a purchasing department for a merchant in Santa Fe Springs. And in my free time, I like to catch up on my favorite shows. Um, right now, I'm watching This Is Us. Um, I love paper. I'll, I'll curate all the invitations I can for Carol and Bridge of Faith. And any event I can, I'll, I'll do the marketing material. And I just That's one of my hobbies, paper. Uh, and then baking, and so sometimes the girls and Carol girl get all my buttercream frosting, and they yeah. ask me for more. Uh, yeah, that's why Is no. there any here? No, you I keep busy. No, no, I, you know, I really should have. I shouldn't speak um, cupcakes and not bring any. That's not really. Well, fair. Jesse
2: brought coffee for himself. <laughs> only, <so.
3: laughs> no,
2: see, I was anticipating there was going to be some baked goods. Mm. That, see, you didn't get the message.
3: Uh, next time. Next there you time, go.
2: Then, yeah. <laughs> and actually, for our listeners out there, you hear the fire. Uh, uh, fire trucks kind of running through upscale uh, the boutique or the shop that is actually across the street from the fire station across on uh, Greenleaf. So, yeah. so that might
0: be a couple of times we're going to hear that. Yes,
2: probably. Yes, yeah. Carol. Carol. Hi.
4: Hi. Hi. <laughs> and I'm Carol Riza, and I'm the founder and the director of Bridge of Faith, and it was. It was a God venture. I had no idea what I was going to do. I mean, I thought I was living happy and I was okay and doing my own thing and prospering. And all of a sudden, my whole direction changed. And I formed Bridge of Faith. And um, we have three homes in Whittier for girls that have been in foster care. But we're not a transitional. The thing that I found out when I was doing the research was everyone was saying, after foster care, What? And there wasn't uh, enough beds at the time in the county. There were only 750 beds when I started researching. And there were over 2,000 kids being released every year. Mm -hmm. So I saw a need and started researching and sort of came across this big, huge house with 26 rooms. And I thought, hmm, that might be a place. (laughs) Yes, it's three stories. And so I thought that might work. And so as you start something and I know each of the women on our board they said oh I'll do a room I'll do a room but we never (laughs) realized really what that meant and how many rooms there were and then we went I wondered well who's going to come how do they know and we were in the front page of the newspaper announcing the opening of the home and someone came to the door and it was like field of the dreams moment and you Mm -hmm. just build it and they'll come and they have been coming and The home opened in 2003, and they still come. And so we have two homes for moms with kids because the fact is is that we want to keep them out of foster care if they're at risk. And we're the only one in the nation to have no time limit or age limit. So we've actually had four women get married that were at the home. So I birthed babies. I did a funeral for biological parents. I mean, we're just there
3: we're family we're family, yeah, an extension we're family. Of family. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and i remember uh, my first day there um it's like eight, 19 i think first internship ever and i come in and i'm filing and i'm filing and i'm like man i'm getting hungry and carol is like hey, are you hungry let's make lunch i was volunteering at the home like the office is at the home so like we went to a real kitchen a real home and like she made me lunch and i was like wow, like, this wouldn't have been anywhere else had I, you know, interned anywhere else. Like, you're on your own, you know, for yeah, half an hour. Good luck. We'll see you in half an hour. No, so, like, from the get-go, I knew it was a home environment, and I felt it. And I think um, if you ever go into our home or, you know, I think, speak with our girls, you'll feel it, too.
2: So Bridge of Faith is is a nonprofit, or is it's it... It's a
4: 501c3. It's a nonprofit.
2: It's a nonprofit, and it's here in Whittier? Yes. And um, does it house just women of Whittier? Or? Well,
4: I could say just women, except when it's a mom and she has or children. Yeah. So we have four male children, too, at this time.
2: And and that's, uh, again, it's run by, by you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess tell us a little bit of how upscale, uh, is it collectibles? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, how those two intertwine? Um, and then also explain to us what is upskill collectibles for those that know, don't know. Sure. And I'll say this. From speaking from mine. I drive up and down Greenleaf, in, and Never. it's rare that I turn over and see. I see thing. it all the time,
0: Jesse. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's going to start shopping yeah. for us. So. No, this is my first time. Okay.
4: Here, so. Well, the way it began, when I first started everything, I started with a women's group. And that fast moved me to working within the juvenile system. And I would do groups in different places, from San Diego to Rubido, basically. And then what I saw there is that the girls were going to maybe leave their kids in foster care when they were released from jail. And I'm thinking, how can they do that? And so got really close to a few of the girls, and I said, you know, I'll help you. You know, you have to stand up for your kids and not have them repeat your life. And because we, we saw that it was a cycle, usually three, four generations had all been in foster care. So we um, helped uh, one girl specifically, she got her rental, we loaded up a truck so that she would have stuff, you know, to fill her rental, and um, I started collecting things at home, and then that was in the garage, and then they were in my house, and... So I said, you know, we need a store, and within a week or two, we had a store. So the store has always been the fundraising arm of anything we've done. So it brings, um, you know, the issues to the community because they don't know. I think Dobson did a survey one time and said, you know, what do you think of foster kids? What are they, you know? How did they end up in foster care? And a huge percentage said they were juvenile delinquents, and that's further from the truth. You know, someone else has done the crime. They do at the time. So we just continue to be in the trenches, and being here helps to spread the word and uh, helps us to raise our funds too.
0: So we're here on the on corner of Greenleaf and Walnut. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain what the store has and how big the store is? Because we got a tour and <laughs> we kept going in there. Yeah, rooms. there's a lot
3: of, of rooms. So yeah. for starters, it's like 5,000 square feet. Yeah. Wow. And it's bright yellow. So if you ever drive down Greenleaf or Walnut, you'll see because it's bam yellow on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have so much stuff like... So many people like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I came in. It was so cute. I'm like, did you need to go in the back? They're like, there's a back. Oh, yeah. and it's a side. <laughs> and like, there's everything. So we we have a lot of um, furniture and collectibles. Um, we have clothing, majority women's clothing, and a small selection of men's clothing. Uh, we have stuff for children's toys, clothes for them. We have books. Um, we have shoes, accessories, jewelry. Basically, if you wear it or if it's in your house, we'll probably, it's been donated here. Yeah. Uh, Small appliances, probably the one thing we don't have are large appliances. Um, But if you want to donate one, let us know because we'll know someone who needs one. So just because you donate and drop it off at our store doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go out for sale. Sometimes we just reserve it knowing, like, this is a really good item. We'll need it for someone at our home or we need it for someone who is reuniting, um, reuniting with their children in the process, or et cetera. Or someone who's just looking for a job. Do you, know, you guys
0: ever get a piece and say, well, I want this for my own home?
3: <laughs> or, well, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I do, and then I buy it. it. <laughs> I'm like, girl, how much is it this, this just came in? I'm like, take my money, <laughs> and I'll happily give it to her. Um, and then some of the pieces, we once got a really nice yellow uh, couch, remember that? Oh, yes. And we put it in our home. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we let the girls enjoy that one. It was a beautiful piece, and... We've had a lot of Christmases there, and I've sat on it with them, and it's it's been good to us.
2: I, I love the name, by the way, um, upscale. It, just adding upscale to it, because um, you're doing you're essentially doing that in two different forms, right? One is you're you're taking something and you're kind of recycling to a consumer who's looking to buy it, um, but also like you just mentioned right now, now you're taking it and making a use for even your organization. Oh, where they would mm-hmm. make use of it, yeah. um, and and I don't again driving by I don't I would never have thought that there was something like behind that, other than again just being a, a collectibles place where you can mm-hmm. pick up uh, antique stuff. But when there's that message behind it and how it's being worked, I mean it's just it, I, I wish you could almost put that whole story up on the front of the store, yeah, like a big sign that says you know, every time you buy something. You know it goes here, or, or if you donate, it, it goes.
3: If you he can right. give us that in like 15 words, we'll do it. It's right, well. so much. <laughs> Get you know, to Jesse's a professional tagger, <laughs> like. and, uh, he can, on the side of your wall. Maybe tomorrow, we'll just like put the link of this podcast on there you the, go. Side of the wall.
2: <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean, because again, you don't, you don't, you don't see that often, right? Um, and again, it, it, we're just touring the the space. You have a lot of cool. Pieces that um, that could go in different directions. I mean, one is just utilitarian, right? Mm-hmm. The other one is a collectible that somebody's actually going to feature in their home. Right. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. So in terms of the houses that you guys were talking about, like are those actual houses that people live in? Or, mm-hmm. or? Yes,
3: they're physical houses. So um, our our big house, you you can see it. It's on the corner of Mulberry and Gun uh, Mulberry turns in Slawson. So if you're, it's like this big victorian yellow mustard yellow house mm-hmm. it's beautiful i know
0: exactly what it know? It is. it's three four three stories and it has attic yes. windows yeah, as well that's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so
1: that's, that's our so yeah so producer christine chiming in um i shared with carol that i actually went to mulberry elementary which is right across the street um, mm-hmm. from there and you know people would always say like oh yeah that's like a place where people would live and um, you know, they had. I don't know if you guys had a sign at the time, but you had a TV show that oh, went to there. Clean
4: Sweep was there. Clean Sweep
1: was there, the TV show from, I think, TLC. Um, and so mm-hmm. I- I'd always been very curious. So it's kind of full circle that now you're on the podcast. And thank you so much for <laughs> being on and, <laughs> and <laughs> contributing to the community. Thank you.
4: Thanks. And it's for th- fun.
1: Go ahead. No, I was going
2: to say, it's funny you say that because uh, I'm an architect. So I drive past that house. And for me, I, when I see something or a home or a building, I start creating these ideas of, like, specifically that home. It has, like, a nice little window way at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, man, how much fun would it be to be in that <laughs> attic or have that room at the top, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking as a kid, like, just, you know, nice little mm-hmm. hideaway. Um, but now that I know what it's used for, it's like, man, that's, that's even kind of cool. Because it is a big house. Yeah. Huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, uh, it's huge. How many, how many residents would you hold in that? Six. Six, and
4: wow. then we have a couple of guest yeah. rooms, you know, because some of the girls come back, or if we're doing a special event, like we just took the kids to Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So some of the girls that have moved on, they still come back and spend the night or the holidays.
3: Yeah, so oh, we're we're family in every sense. It's beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. we don't. You never graduate from Bridger Faith. Um, yeah. At some point, you may move away because a job takes you there, or you think you're at a place in your life where you want to go into a different chapter and you move on in a healthy manner, and but you don't graduate. You're, you're family, and you're you're yeah. invited to Christmas dinner the next year, and you're invited to Easter, and if Carol has an extra ticket to see a play, she'll call you if she knows that you mm-hmm. like the play. So it's a- it's never... There's never an end. There's yeah. always, it's always continuing. You're in forever.
2: You're in forever. <laughs> that's a, you're
3: basically. In for <laughs> That's right.
2: That's right. Oh, man. And so um, it, Bridge of Faith, where does that name come from?
4: I used to do a Bible study, and um, whenever I'd see a breakthrough with a girl, I just put my hand across, and then she, you know, the person would reach for it, and it just was like a bridge. It just came about, and it's a bridge of faith. It's trust. Mm-hmm. Because the main thing that you have to do in the home is gain trust. For one girl, it took me over a year. She wouldn't even eat my food or anything, you know, because they've been really damaged. A lot of them, and just life
3: hasn't been real fair. So they're afraid of big folks.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. We, we, our key is stability and safety. Yeah. Because if you don't have those things, you can't grow as a person, yeah. and they need to grow.
2: Especially if you talk about kids, I mean, they're probably the ones that need more of a stable home. Absolutely. um, Just because of where they're at in their Mm -hmm. life, right, Mm -hmm. that stage of life. Um, And and you're right, in terms of like repeating or going through that cycle, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you got to break it at some point and being at that age at a young age is makes more sense than being as an adult because as an adult you already have your ha- bad habits right <laughs> you're like <laughs> it's kind of hard to to get away from certain things um but but i mean i, I want to dig into a little bit more like i know you kind of talked about how bridge of faith somewhat started but but is there like a true route to bridge of faith like You woke up one day and say, you know what, like, this is what I really need to do. Like, I'm driven for that.
4: No, I think it was a daily thing with just being bombarded with thoughts from God. It's like, you know, just he had me writing and I was writing these things and not knowing why. And like VIP was it's sort of what I've always worked off of. And it's what people need is value, importance and purpose. They have to have it. And so things would just stick in my mind, and um, it wasn't my plan. Nothing was my plan. And um, then, as I would meet someone or I'd get invited somewhere, and I would, you know, they called me in to mentor with foster girls, and then I saw what they're going through, and then I just kept building off of that, and then knowing, and even when we decided to have a home, I knew there was an acronym: home, H O M E. So I picked up a dictionary and I start looking. H, I go, "Oh my God, and then I went to oh I'm never going to figure this out and then uh, one of the board members was over, and she said, "Did you ever figure out home and I out of my mouth just comes home opportunity meets emancipation, so I'm pointing at myself and telling her to write, and that's how things were. It just all happened, and I just went along and made a commitment to go along, and I didn't realize till when we had the home, which was in two thousand and three. I was in there, I was sharing I was with the girls, and I was just praying and thanking God for the day after all the workers went home. And then he said, "Well, you're one of those girls." And I go, like, "No, I'm not." And I just was stunned, and he said, "Yes, you are." So I didn't know I was doing it because I had been, not in foster care, it didn't exist. I went to an orphanage, and then I lived with people. So I didn't meet my own mother until I was nine years old. So I knew that why he led me to do this was because I understood what you go through emotionally, and the emptiness and the helplessness and hopelessness that you go through when you're in those situations. And when
0: you're saying he, it wasn't the worker; it was was God. God. Okay. (laughs) It's only (laughs) one he in my life.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely, you know, just. Ordained, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And since then, how many um, I say girls or women have you, as the, the organization has helped? Is there well, a that?
4: I know at one time, you know, it was about five years into it. I counted about 7,500 because I was doing wow. groups every night wow. and doing different things and then study and then the girls coming and even mm-hmm. people coming through here that we work with. and you know, the store isn't just a store. It's a drop-in center. You know, we help the homeless. We help people that are in need, people that are drunk on the corner fighting. You know, it doesn't matter. We're here to help whoever we can.
0: Good. And and I know we have Anna and and uh, someone else that's here. Are people here voluntarily, or are they paid, or are they... A little of
4: both? A little of both. I have okay. one employee, well, two employees. They split the day in their hours, and then I have an intern here today, okay. and I have actually three interns from different colleges right now. Because we saw
0: some other mm-hmm. help in the back as well. Yes, and, wells, so and awesome. they're okay. from,
4: uh, like, work rehabilitation. I can't even say it. They're retraining for their job because they've been injured on their job. So their employers pay them to come and help us. Wow, hmm It's a good gig. <laughs> it is really good for us. Because yeah. <laughs> we have so much to do here on a daily basis.
2: That's a lot of people for one organization, but if you think about the overall work you guys are doing, that's that's a small team. It is. It right? Is. Yeah. I mean it's um I'm surprised Mm -hmm. you guys—you didn't start naming off, you know, like 20 more people because it's 7,500. You said
4: Mm -hmm. over Uh, the years, over the year. I mean, stopped counting. Yeah, I mean, I would do groups five nights a week. I Only have three at home: two kids
2: and a wife, (laughs) and it's just that's that's a lot of work. So trying to imagine all that. Um, You also said you you do dinner or food. Is that something that you do on a daily basis, or do you, or every kind of home does? takes care of themselves like is it a small community or well
4: there's three homes and then two of the homes have mothers with children so they take care of themselves they learn and i get involved of course and uh, then the main home in the beginning i used to make dinner every night because everyone that was there was 16 and up Hmm. and so now actually i have older kids older girls (laughs) everybody's (laughs) younger than me so uh, and I have a girl that came back now, and she's, I don't even know, she must be late 30s, but she was with me, been gone, you know, six years or so. And she is coming back home because she wants to get her master's. And she got a job in town doing counseling and uh, wants to go and get her master's degree. So come home. Wow. Mm. Yeah.
2: How many of those, those families um, or children that you've helped Have come back and actually participated in the overall organization or group?
4: They haven't participated in a sense of working, but I had just someone come last week, a couple that I knew years ago, and they came, you know, probably about five years ago and stopped in and they go, hi, we heard you were doing this. And so a week later, I'm walking from the back to the front, and this girl is walking down the hallway. And she goes, Are you Carol? And I said, Yes. And she goes, Do you recognize me? And I said, No. She goes, Well, I'm Rito and Patty's daughter. Well, she was in the womb when I (laughs) last saw her. So, I mean, still people that are in touch. Matter of fact, I'm taking in a young lady with a child in another month and a half, and... There are people in the community that I knew also when she was young. Wow. And we've taken in several that I've known. Actually, at our first store, they used to come over and play at the store every day after school. <laughs> and I've taken in two of those kids from that. You know, so it just keeps coming somehow.
0: <laughs> How long have you guys been in this physical location?
4: I think about 15 years or so.
0: So the little ones remember this as also somewhat home oh
4: yeah yeah and the girls come in you asked about the merchandise and stuff whatever Mm -hmm. comes in we're first if we need it it goes to us at the homes and if someone's leaving we always fill up a truck they're welcome to take anything in their room but anything else that they need they take if we have it and we do this for a lot of people not just our own girls but um and then they come in, and I become the specialized shopper. I'm always taking certain things <laughs> home for the girls because I they know they'll like it, and they shop here. And that's when you know, because in the beginning we give, and later they come in and say, no, we're paying. So yeah, we know they're awesome. learning yeah. the right things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and in terms of, like, the, um, like having them be part of your organization or, or kind of get the um, – uh, what you guys offer, the services you guys offer, how how do they go about? Like, do they do they reach out to you? You reach out to them, or is a little bit of both? A lot of
3: from referrals from DCFS, DCFS, right? Mm-hmm. Department mm-hmm. of Children and Family Services, um, and a lot of people just just know us. They'll just call Carol. Like, hey, I have this girl in high school, and she'll give us her details, and we set up a phone call. Um and unfortunately lately we've been getting calls about high school girls too. So wow. we're kind of seeing a trend in Whittier. They're homeless mm-hmm. in high school. It's really yeah. It's sad. So just, just
0: the the child or just the girl or the girl?
4: In the so. senior in high school and she's homeless and you know her their families just say, Well, go on and get your life, you know, we've done enough for you and they're moving away or whatever. But we've gotten that probably six years at least. We've gotten kids from high school. You know, principals will call, pastors, people in the community, parole, probation officers, you know, the police. Will you please take care of this family? They're, you know, going in witness protection. You know, whatever it is, you know, we're here to help.
0: Do you guys have a capacity? You there's times
4: in. we've had three people on the floor just because we felt we needed to do that at that time. But, you know, can't do that all the time. Yeah.
3: It's important to note that um, there is one girl, unless they they're, have children, there's one girl per room. It's really important for us, for our residents to feel like they have some sort of ownership. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to provide the safety and, and the stability, and that includes having your personal space. And mm-hmm. we do respect that, so we we do furnish an entire room for them and it's for them alone.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like if you're if you're a child, you might get away with having two or three kids in one room because I grew up that way. <laughs> but yep. when you start becoming a teenager, you want your own space. You do you absolutely. Know? And even more if you're a female because you want you really need your own space. Um, so yeah it's it's hard i mean it's unfortunate and sad that you know uh that's still happening um do you see that kind of somehow i mean i know you guys are working with with trying to help with that situation but are you guys working with anybody or organization trying to reduce that type of um foster uh, kids yeah not not i mean homelessness or both i guess yeah. right like need i guess
0: for the yeah. for your services
2: yeah. or just a situation like um like we get into the whole like i know you guys seen the billboards where they say they have a kid who's like in jail and they got a kid who's like going to school and it says it, it costs more to go to jail than it does for school Absolutely. so obviously there's somebody behind that or going that billboard to try to curtail you know
3: Mm-hmm. that yeah, bad behavior. Send that message. And, so there you go. Yeah.
2: Like, is there anything like that? That's like, uh, I don't want to say a campaign, but are, like...
3: In the past, we have... I don't now, know if there's
2: a situation how to resolve it, but yeah, somehow kind of... It's,
3: it's, it's hard, and I think it. Um, it's up to everyone in the community. In the past, we've done um, something called the town hall, where we've invited different organizations from the area, a lot from Whittier. Um, and we just came over and talked about how do, solved, how do we solve? How uh, do we solve the lack of need for our youth in, in Whittier? Mm-hmm. Um, and Carol can or talk like more about human to that.
4: trafficking. Yeah, yeah. So address we've
3: had that specific topics. You know, in certain years, but we we've done that mm-hmm. in the past.
2: And I didn't just about talking about human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize it was big, like or or, or not even human, just more like. Children, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that big until um, obviously our last podcast. That was a, a discussion mm-hmm. that we had too, um, and and even just in just social media now that we're all kind of connected. Um, I have I'm I'm friends with people who follow that stuff, and and they're very active with those kind of uh, organizations. And I, and I'm always questioning, like, are you guys posting the right information? Because this, I mean, that's a lot of kids, you know? I'm like, nope. I mean, just because yeah. you don't see it in the news, just because mm-hmm. it's not average, you know, conversation, um, everybody decides to kind of push it off to the side. But that's a real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's like, how do you how do you get these organizations to kind of help with some of this stuff? But just like you said, it, it's it's a, almost like a whole community effort. Right. Because it
4: has you to, have be. to be Absolutely.
3: it has to be
0: is the yeah. problem getting smaller or bigger. Oh,
3: no, I think Larger. it's getting bigger. Yeah. And I think we've all heard um l a county you know numbers in general, and it's just homelessness is going up year after year, and housing is just becoming less affordable when we're seeing it yeah. yeah we're definitely seeing it
0: is there anything that I guess what Jesse was also saying is can can there be something done with the organization or maybe you guys are doing it now where you're helping the current problem, but it's almost like planting the seed. For the next decade, in a sense, to be able to reduce the problem, is there an outreach that happens in that direction as yeah. well?
4: There's different organizations that I'm, you know, involved in, and some are political. And I mean, I've spoke before the assembly here in um, California, and uh, I think that there's several people that are really powerful, and you know, I always follow them every day in emails and see what's going on. They're passing legislation. And they 're extending the time when I first started. you got out of foster care at eighteen, so now they support you to twenty four you know and then but still it 's twenty four you 're leaving asking to be asking to leave again, just like you would have been at eighteen so where 's your preparation to be on your own yeah. it 's still very difficult because if you don 't have a family support, then you 're still alone. You might be a little smarter if you 've gone to college and educated yourself. But it doesn't mean you're ready. I heard a girl speak at one of the things I went to in Sacramento. And she had gotten many accolades. I mean, she had done great things in college and just degrees. And, and she stood up there and she said, thanks for applauding. But how come I still can't sleep at night? Wow. You know, and that just hit me so hard yeah. because it's not one thing. Yeah. It's the whole picture that needs healing. It's a healing process. So one of the things that I ran across is that when kids are in foster care, they get this transient mentality that sets them up to be homeless. Because, mm. you, you know, you can come home one day and you're staying in this family's home, but they're saying, oh, well, today your caseworker's coming in and he's going to move you. Mm. And they just they just have to move, move. you know, yeah. like robots, you know, just move on. And so... We try to teach them the stability at home where they are. They can learn to become part of a family unit. Even though we're not your family, we're here instead. You know, we're here for you. So, I mean, I've gone to graduations or helped someone get a formal dress or help them get their wedding dress. I mean, the things teach them how to drive <laughs> <laughs> when they're from another country. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of scary times (laughs) but you know i mean it's just giving them the stability of if i say i'm going to do something i'm going to do it one time um actually it was a newscaster from here she worked for the newspaper and she followed me to do a group in um, la county jail and she said um, i took along an inmate that had been with us before and so she asked her said if you could sum up carol in one word what is it truth she always will tell me the truth and she goes well what else like always tell me the (laughs) truth (laughs) so that was what stabilized her is uh, there was no BS you know I'm always going to tell you the truth and there was comfort in that for her a lot
2: yeah Mm -hmm. that's big
0: do you guys have um, any special big events that you maybe do to help maybe fundraise or
3: now that
4: you mentioned
3: it (laughs) I saw saw the paper (laughs) So, um, we have (laughs) two major fundraising events. Um, We have the fashion show that we do in March every year, and then we have a summer tea that we do in June every year. And the fashion show is really fun because we get it like a new theme every year. Last year was um, like a literary theme. We encourage our guests to dress up as uh, their favorite characters. Someone came in as Sherlock Holmes, like completely decked out. It was so so fun. Um, And this year, we're really excited because we're going to have a a Parisian theme. So the theme is I Love Paris. Uh, I think Christine earlier saw like an Eiffel Tower hanging around here. We're prepping. Um, So that is happening the first Saturday. (laughs) Paris. The first Saturday (laughs) of March. It's March 2nd. Um, Tickets are $40. And, of course, all proceeds do come back and benefit Bridge of Faith. Um, Doors open at 11. And then... We um we're trying a new fundraiser uh recently. So, sorry, before you yeah. roll the next
2: one. Where is that event? Where is that Oh, oh it's at the show?
3: Ritz Gardens, so it's in Whittier. The okay. Ritz Gardens, yeah. It's on where's that? First Laughing. First, first laughing come yeah. together. Yeah. It's in that area. Next to Toast. That's the Yes, area. by uh, toast. <laughs> He knows he
2: knows places by landmarks
0: <laughs> and yes, by, <laughs> by, by eateries. Right no, know. Eaters. <laughs> yeah. How many people do you expect at that uh, at that event, at that fundraiser?
3: We're hoping for 300. 300. 300. So we, we want to pack the house. Yeah. yeah.
2: And we'll put all this information on our show notes too. So for people who are listening and they're driving, mm-hmm. uh, don't worry about getting a pen and paper. It's going to be on the show notes. Thanks. <laughs> cool. What's the other event you guys The together? other one.
3: So recently we started um, doing these events called Quartermania. And it's really hard to explain, but I'm going to give it my best. So it's a cross between bingo and a raffle and an auction. and you, you pay your ticket it's only ten dollars pre-sale and when you walk in you get a raffle ticket and you get your like your bingo number and then throughout the the event like different vendors come together and they're the ones who organize it for us and each vendor one by one comes up and auctions off something that they're selling and in, and in, in auctioning so to be part of the auction all you have to do is enter between one and four quarters the vendors Determine what the like the ante. What, what's that court card? Ante, um, ante right in poker. <laughs> yeah. So what the ante is, <laughs> and you just you can put in a quarter, and then they roll their bingo numbers. And if your number is called, you win it for a quarter. So it, it's really fun. Last time Christine went, and she got um,
0: yeah, she, she, some like nail
3: wraps she said like like a
0: quarter, a, gets you just you a number. The price, the price.
1: Yeah, okay, so this is how it works. So you pay your $10. I, if you guys, I already Venmoed Anna my $10, so if you guys want to go. Um, so then you get your number, right, like a bingo number. You give it to them, and you have your paddle. So I bought some of these like nail stickers, the street style. They're like nail polish stickers. They're really cool. And uh, this lady, the same vendor, was raffling off two other ones. Well, I can only like bet one time right because i only have one paddle well the lady next to me was like oh well i don't want this you can use my paddle if you want but that means i have to put in twice the bet so if the bet the vendor says 50 cents and i have to put in 50 cents and if i'm gonna use the other lady's paddle i have to put in 50 cents for her paddle and then they do the numbers and if they call your number and you did not bet then they pick another number and then if you they pick your number and you did bet then you win and that's how you win. That's how you win stuff. Oh, I, I got Did it. Did I lose you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, yeah. you? You win? You win blanks. In so I'm good at
2: donating. It <laughs> is <I'm>, so fun! <laughs> it I'm, is I'm really fun. Like it's really fun.
3: It's really fun.
1: I
2: got lost, but but I, it sounds like fun. You're just no, got no, to figure sure. it out. It's
3: very fast. It's kind of addicting. You're like, what? Well, yes, a quarter, a quarter. <laughs> and you're well, you just think like, about a quarter, like yeah, you're right. So every
0: person has a unique number. Yes, that's I was thinking that every you get like. Number seven hundred ninety-two and years no, has to be pulled. No, got no, it? Okay, yeah. now
2: I got no, it. It's like,
3: no, it's like a bingo. A bingo thing. Thing. So but do like,
2: we? So do we need to bring our quarters, or do you yeah. guys provide quarters?
3: You can, you can bring, get quarters. You there. can get quarters, but you can bring your own and like not have to do that hassle. Just get right to bidding as soon as you get there.
2: Because R- Remo, he used like a laundry machine. He like I charge my wife water bills high and weird. He's used. He was used to a nickel, nickel. So mm-hmm. he still has nickels stored in his in That's his right. we, in his uh, shoebox. So we'll have to bring convert those into quarters, my friend.
4: <laughs> yes, or yes, you can yeah. just put five nickels five. in. <laughs> I'm gonna slow the game down. <laughs> this is way too fast. Bring a bear
2: <laughs> <bit>.
4: <laughs> but it's so oh, sh- neat because you hear the noise in the room get louder and louder yeah. because they keep getting so excited yeah. because everybody's winning. That's yeah. awesome. And how
0: many things are, are raffled off? There's 15
4: items? vendors and they both all of them do four items and then we do 10 baskets
3: for the end yeah
2: wow. so it's a yeah. good it's a good deal it's yeah a lot of so when is, sorry when was the date And, and so this
3: is the quarter many is happening this Saturday February 9th and it's happening at um roadhouse roadhouse in Whittier oh, right by the, the
2: Boulevard. Mm-hmm,
4: yeah. right there so yeah. you
3: can order your own lunch while yeah. you're there mm-hmm. enjoy a meal and give us your quarters <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lots of them. She yeah. looked at Remo. Remo, <laughs> give, yeah. us her, her,
4: give us your I nickels. Got bills, uh. <laughs> or bills. Yeah. And the doors open at
2: 1230. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. No, it sounds like Super fun. fun.
4: It
3: is so much fun.
2: So what else do you guys do for for fundraising? Is it just those those events?
3: Those are the two I mentioned are major events. And then we also have um, fundraising, like sales at the store. So for Labor Day, uh, for about two weeks, we have almost everything is 50% off. Um, And then again, in like the two weeks before Christmas, we heavily discount everything again because we get inventory uh, coming up after Christmas, and we don't want to count it. So we want you to take it. So, um, 90%, 90% off. 90% off. <laughs> up to 90% off.
0: How do people bring stuff? Do you, or do you, Would you take anything, or does it, does it have like, well, a Well, I made the
4: mistake of thinking that mm-hmm. uh, at our previous location, and this man called. He said, You take anything? Sure, come on over. He pulled up in a pickup truck. And started unloading greasy auto parts. So <laughs> We don't take that. <laughs> no used oil filters, huh? No, no. I no, oh, tell people to go online and look because they'll see what we have. Or come on in, you uh, know. Yeah. But people bring amazing things. I think our highest priced item that we sold recently was a yard row for a thousand dollars. You know, they bring nice things. Mm-hmm. What was that again? A yard row. A statue. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was a thousand. Was <clears throat> his
2: name Remo? Did he get <laughs> <it>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I something. still don't know what a yard row is. Is it a? Is it an
0: actual it's statue a and that statue. goes in the in the front of the house or? No,
4: it's something like about the indoor? size of that one there. But it's so it's just a, a collectible. Collectible.
2: collectible. Collectible. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the furniture you guys' have here is pretty cool. So for somebody who's looking for some old, like modern, uh, you know, kind of antique period of time uh, furniture. I mean, it's a deal. It's a really good deal. We have a writing Um, desk
3: over there that I've been looking at since it got here, but my apartment is too small. So I just want to meet the person who buys it so I can live through them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or get
2: their number for when they're tired number. of using it. They
0: just, let me a, know. I
3: might have a house there. <laughs>
0: there's a contingency that you have to go use it at their house. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I write
3: yeah. my letters every Sunday. Please yeah. let me in. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's
0: so funny.
4: <laughs> Some of the times when something's leaving, I go, well, we get visitation, right? Mm. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: So. Now, w- one thing uh, that I know we were joking around when we came in here, and we said, Jesse, don't knock anything over, or yes, you're going to for does that ever happen with some of the collectibles and the, have you been in that situation where
4: things have happened some people just hide what they break you know But um, <laughs> a couple of people i'm you you sure, <laughs> <you sure, but. laughs> well, not mentioning any names but no and sometimes someone has come up and said look i broke this you know i just want to pay for it you know do, people are basically honest and yes. nice.
2: I think what Remo was trying to say is don't bring my kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, kids. Well, the
4: kids go in the playroom. Did you guys even see the yeah. kids? Yeah, yeah. They, they go mean. in there. No, nothing the breakable there.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, with the, just the kids, they're breakable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, t- by the Tas- whole room. room. <laughs> 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 <Definitely>. <laughs> just pay for a room up front and, yes. just, yeah. and lock them in there.
4: <laughs> Watch them by the hour. That's yeah. right. That's right.
3: And then throughout the year, um, just people and their great ideas come to us and say, like, we want to help. Well, how can we help? Um, and just through that, through conversations, they've come up with their own personal fundraisers. So I think um, last fall someone came and said that uh, the organization Savers is accepting clothing donations, and it's, like, a bag for a dollar or a couple of cents or something. And so she collected a lot of clothes. And it's, they usually, they take the clothes that are just not as nice. It's just, like, you can basically use as rags. Um, so stuff we wouldn't want anyway. And how much did she raise for us, Caroline?
4: Probably a little over 800
3: So wow. when mm-hmm. someone just comes in and, like, does all the work for us, and we have a, a couple of them throughout the year, just, it just, add, it adds up. And the we do get a lot of grantors um, like the city of Whittier has given to us a couple of thousand every year um, and the internet foundation has given to us but it really relies on the on on people and and their generosity and their ideas and their passion mm-hmm. to you know do those personal fundraisers
2: again it sounds like you guys you guys take uh, donations even if you don't have uh, an event or they're not or purchasing right yes. so how would they if somebody's wanted to donate to the the organization, how will they reach out to you guys?
4: They can call, or they can, you know, we can uh, send a check to Post Office Box 9108 in Whittier, California 90608. Another way is through employee match programs. That's really great because they the employer will add to whatever the employee is giving. Or they can come in. Many times people come in and they go, just keep the change, and you'd be surprised how much that adds up.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, or they add to their bill, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I want to share maybe a hesitation I had for just donating. How do you know if you're donating something, if it's worth donating? Because I almost feel... Like, like if
2: Remo comes in with just like his nickel box? No, no. <laughs> <you> just <laughs> it, like right. clothes or
0: or shoes or mm-hmm. at what point is it not donatable versus maybe Well,
4: well if you trash. would be wearing it today, I would take what? You have on. That sounds kind of weird. Yeah. The night session has started. <laughs> <laughs> Lower the lights. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying if it's, you know, if you look around, you see what people bring. I'm not saying we huh. never get something that we don't want, uh-huh. but 90% is amazing. I mean, we get jewelry, you know, when people pass away. They've given us a whole house full of stuff more than once you know we had a, we just did part of a house again in last yeah. week
0: would do you guys would go to a home and say okay we want these 25 pieces or the people will just bring you everything because i almost feel like if someone dumps everything off like, you don't want to say no at the same time some of it might not be usable or, or junk and where's that fine line where it's like thank you but keep all this stuff
4: well, sometimes when they call, I'll tell them, I will come by and look and see what you have to see okay. what we can use. And that's key because sometimes we just don't have room. Mm-hmm. We have two garages full and we have two trucks and one is full because I broke the back door and I can't get things out, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it just depends, you know. But a lot of people, you hate to turn it down because you never know what's coming with it. You don't know. Right. I mean, we've received, I, it happened just, at the last meeting i talked about it someone had given a lot of items this year and um he always wrote a check but then this year there was an envelope envelope from him and it was over 10 times as much as what he ever wrote before wow How, who would know you don't know
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: you know you just don't know
2: so uh, to answer your question anything anything counts even a dollar Thanks,
1: <laughs> All right, so we have some questions from the Instagram. This question is from Mary Berry 9, and she said, what are some of the moments that make you feel proud of what you do? Oh, my gosh.
3: I think just spending time with the girls. Um, I like to host at least once a year, and like a family event. Um, we've had a barbecue. One of my favorite things is... If, definitely been like a cupcake workshop with them where i taught them how to make it from scratch how to know when the cake is done um how to make buttercream from scratch how to pipe it on your own and they all had so much fun and it was just so freeing just to like be with other women and just enjoy ourselves in a safe home um and it was just it was nothing about like worrying about do we have enough funds, do we have this, you know, it it was just fun. And I like doing those because it just reminds them that you're family all around and we're family, we're your family too. Yeah, Yeah.
4: and I think, you know, I mean, I do this work from my heart. It always has been. And uh, when I, like, planned a wedding, you know, I don't have a daughter, so, I mean, I never had that ability to do that and to pick out a dress, see the dress for the first time, plan the catering and the invitations and just do all of that. And I'm having mom wonder feelings and just having a ball. And when it's over, I'm just like, wow, that was so awesome. So, it's not me in their life, it's them in my life that blesses me, you know. So whatever we do, it's given right back. And I think like I got really sick and I I didn't know I was having appendicitis, and I thought that only happened to kids. And all the, They're all in the emergency room, and, you know, I mean, just to see them there, and I just, I was happy. I was in pain, but I was so happy. I mean, there's so many things, you know, or just getting a nice note from them, you know, and just expressing something really personal and nice. It's just so many things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I have another question from Kiara Ray Designs. And I think this question kind of came up when you guys are talking about human trafficking. But it said, is it true that the biggest day of the year that human trafficking occurs is on Super Bowl Sunday? And I think I uh, heard We've that heard Atlanta, that, that, that the Atlanta airport is the biggest mm-hmm. um, airport where human trafficking occurs, actually. Yep. Do you guys know if you can speak on I've that? I've
4: heard it and I've, you know... Uh, been to events with uh, different probation officers and parole officers that are very involved, and that is what they've all said. Of course, that's pretty much every day in Vegas, though too. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Wow.
1: Interesting. And um, the last question that we have is from Langdon underscore Alger underscore Puzzle underscore Master. Langdon Alger Puzzle Master. Uh, he says, what types of items sell the most here at Upscale Collectibles? Good
4: wow. I would furniture? say clothes and furniture.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't go wrong. You, you know, stuff that you need every day.
4: Or even if you don't need it, you
3: want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a couple of things like that.
2: <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for uh, sending those questions. Good questions. Um, and now into some more Somewhat more difficult. Remo likes them difficult. I think they're easy. But. Well, it depends. If, if you're local
0: to the area, then and you have a few favorite spots, then they're pretty difficult. <laughs> if you're not from the area, then they're pretty easy. Uh, the first question is, if you were to go uh, get a sandwich or to your favorite eatery, what would it be, and what would you get?
3: Oh, I'm going to go to the Beehive. Beehive, beehive. I, beehive. Yeah, they have. Oh my God, they have names for everything. But it it, it has tuna in it. They have funny names for everything, but I like the tuna melt. They add, um, and then the cold tuna, too. I could talk about this for a while. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: sounds like we need to ask the beehive for a sort of donation on them. For your
0: behalf.
4: And I love Crepes and Grapes. It's one of our favorite places, and they're always sponsoring us for whatever we do. But then right across from them, I found um, Saturday, we had a meeting here, and one of the husbands brought... Uh, his wife, a sandwich, and I'm looking over, and I'm like, where did you get that sandwich? And it's not Lyft, but it's up, Lyft. Delly Delly up Deli Up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: A- and yeah, Deli Up
0: for it. two years was down walnut. Yeah, on, and I never went. Yeah, it was. their, their bread is delicious. They pick it up the every day. The bread is amazing. Christine, what episode is it, like 31? Oh, you just made that up. I no, said <laughs> They're still
4: in the top 10.
0: Yeah, episode 12. <laughs> we interviewed him and, mm-hmm. and they talked about getting the bread every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah.
4: That's what I it heard, and good. it is delicious. And I even told my friend yesterday when I was there that I said, oh, this cannot be fattening. Look at all the holes in the bread. It's not fattening <laughs> it at all.
2: I
0: love that. <laughs> I would justify <laughs> it that way, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, most bread pepper. is dense. This one is just, no, just it's goodness. It's true. With, with negative holes calories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're eating That's air. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, the next question is, um, what's missing here in Whittier?
4: a drop-in center for the homeless and people in need. I brought it up so many times. I think they're working towards it, I understand. But uh, it, where you have a representative of all the need places, you know, like maybe Red Cross or uh, Goodwill, of um, Faith, you know, uh, the homeless, everybody, so that someone could walk in there and get their needs met. Section 8, you know, for housing, doctor referrals that have a a nurse there or a nurse practitioner that could actually treat somebody. And that's what's so needed. And I don't understand why we take so long to make decisions and get things done. You know, we really need it. There wouldn't be so many people on the streets.
3: Well, there's no way I can top that. But I just want more restaurants to be open on Mondays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a struggle. That's, um, the no. Beehive is not open on Monday?
3: No, I mean, like, you know, in Uptown, Uptown. Yeah, yeah sometimes it's just evening and um, we don't want to cook. And I'm like, let's go out. Like, we can. <laughs> oh, we can. But all of our favorite restaurants are closed. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: limited. Yeah. yeah.
3: But um, no, to an extent, what Carol said is really spot on. We don't. I mean, we're, they're open Tuesday to Sunday, but we don't have a, a drop-in center. Yeah, yeah. It would be really useful.
0: The last question is um, Is there a Woodier fond memory that you have, or maybe something is no longer here in Woodier that you would wish would come back?
4: Quite a few businesses. (laughs) The bakery that was where uh, Coffee Bean is Mm -hmm. now. I love that bakery. Mm I I heard
2: about that. What what was so great about? I mean, from your end, what was Mm. it that you missed from the bakery?
4: I'm a frosting person. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious. Then they used to be in Montebello, so you know I missed them when I moved to Whittier. and Then they came here, and I went in, and you know when they were closing, I go, "Why are you closing?" She says, "I'm tired." So you got to let them go. But and the the yogurt or ice cream place that was up on Hadley and Greenleaf, we used to sit on the curb and eat. Or ice cream at 10 o'clock at night. What, what place is there now? Beauty shop or
3: something? I don't
4: know. Uh, yeah, just give me the.
0: Okay.
4: It was a long time ago. A yeah. long time.
3: I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I was introduced to Whittier when I started college. That was in 07. And I would, now I live in Whittier, but I don't know. I, don't, I think in that time frame, nothing has really gone away that I missed. Well, actually, I lied. Uh, recently, Bailey Street Kitchen closed. And I was, well, I was yeah. really sad to see that go. We, ha- we held one of our Christmas dinners with the girls there.
2: Have you been back? To, to the Peruvian m- place? The place? No, yeah.
3: but I've, I've been wanting to. Yeah. It's, so. it's good. Isn't I'm, it I'm good? excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm excited. <laughs> I I to there. And, I
0: went in there really hungry. And... <laughs> When I'm hungry, I inhale the food, and it could have been bad, but I I thought it was delicious.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I believe it's delicious. I'm going to
0: go try it out. It's delicious. Yeah. Best best Peruvian place in Uptown with your hands down. Yes. That's awesome. Good to know. (laughs) So um, one thing uh, that we want to ask, and we'll get in the show notes, is your physical address here so people could um, find you.
4: 7702 Greenleaf, right on the corner of Walnut in Whittier.
0: And then uh, how do people connect with you online through maybe social media or maybe a website?
3: Yeah, well, you can find us on Facebook. We have um, a Facebook page for Bridge of Faith, and then we have a Facebook Facebook page for Upsco Collectibles.
0: And on Instagram as well? And like?
3: Instagram, yeah. So on Instagram, we're at Bridge of Faith.
0: Very cool. And then your hours here are from
3: Tuesday
4: through Friday 11 to 6 and Saturday 10 to 4, unless we're having an event. Like Quarter Mania, we mm-hmm. will be at the Roadhouse Grill. And, and then here. as far
0: as uh, donations, um, is it open donations, like centers open at the same time, or is uh,
3: that limited? Yes, as long as if we're open and you drop off with donations, we'll take them. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you if you can call ahead, though, we would appreciate it. We're prepared then, mm-hmm.
4: and especially if you need help getting things out of the car.
0: Okay. And what is the phone number to call in?
3: 562
4: 562- Three two two five two six five. It's myself. Oh, just okay. call. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where, I can answer your question.
2: Remo's just trying to get ready for Valentine's. That's what, that's what he's asking. He's like, "Where can I pick up my gift?" <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm really good at. Uh, and I hope my wife doesn't listen to this,
4: but <laughs> just, just tell her. Uh, you know,
0: let's make dinner at home together, and it's so much easier. And this year we're actually going out of town, so oh, wow. it makes mm. it uh, a little bit easier because. I'm sure we're going to have dinner somewhere that night. So. You don't have to prep, man. Done. No, yeah. <laughs> and, and we're, going, uh, we're going to um, Costa Rica. Oh, and, uh, that's uh,
4: what a friend of mine wants to do. Yeah.
0: It, it, well, she she uh, won a trip for work, and so oh. we're going with a bunch of her coworkers. We went last year, and um, uh, I think it's all-inclusive, so it's like the best wow. place ever because then I could take her anywhere on the resort. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, see, yeah, what,
2: what, you'll get a reservation yeah. for sure. What Remo doesn't know is that they remember him from last year. Uh-oh. And so they have a sign yeah. that in his picture that they don't let him in anymore. <laughs> wow. You got to watch out for this guy. He, he eats a whole buffet. I, I, I bring
0: my glasses with the little mustache. <laughs> Perfect. And then, you know. Perfect.
2: Oh, man. Well, ladies, thank, thank you, you for, so much. for having us. Thank you. Um, thank you. Too bad Remo's not here this weekend, or else I was going to tell him to take me. But maybe I you get just give me your yeah. money and I'll, <laughs> I'll go <laughs> donate awesome.
3: Again, thank, thank you. Thank you, you. Thank you, guys. Well, it was a pleasure.
2: Alright, what are you? Thank you.